0: This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 137. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, cybersecurity professional and expert. (laughs) And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell, owner of a managed services provider, dare I say, Nashville, Tennessee's premier managed services provider, specializing in cybersecurity, (laughs) among other things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> among other things. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, Adam. <laughs> How the heck are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? I am also
0: doing well. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, feels, it feels good. We got a weekend coming up. Um, I'm sort of in the middle of doing some upgrades for some of my clients mm-hmm. and some other stuff uh, as well as coordinating um, massive, uh, incident response uh, mm-hmm. for another location. And, uh, yeah, it's, but, uh, but it's going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my, 15 uh, K yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I have adjusted my schedule. So instead of 10 K every other day, I'm attempting staggering with a sawtooth pattern now. So I mm-hmm. do a 5 K 10 K 15 K boom, 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 nice. And just lather rinse repeat. Uh, so, uh, so far it's going pretty well and I'm enjoying it. I feel pretty good after yesterday's run. I felt, um, uh, better than I have, have after the previous two, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's starting to sink in, but I'm still kind of like on those 5k only days. I still feel like I'm cheating. (laughs) You're you're cheating yourself. You're not
1: just not doing enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm probably going to go towards like um, uh, like minimum three, five, 10, or a minimum, uh, five, 10, 15 Ks. So 3.1 miles, 6.2 miles, 9.3 miles, et cetera.
1: What if you just, uh, changed your intensity on the, on the, the shorter run?
0: Uh, I thought of that as well. And on those days when I do that, it definitely, um, I feel it. I feel it the next day. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely feels like, oh, wow, I really was working on, you know, on that Mm -hmm. shorter run. So that's an idea. But no matter how much I dial up the intensity, it's really unlikely that I'm going to be like making up for the caloric deficit, Mm -hmm. that you know, that that I'm trying to with, you know, with the extra food I'm eating. Um, Mm -hmm. On that note, I did just uh, earlier this week, take the plunge and adjusted my fitness pal so, uh, my daily target does say, uh, that I am active as opposed to <laughs> light, light, lightly active,
1: lightly active, That's mm-hmm. lightly
0: active. Yes. So mm-hmm. now I am active with my fitness pal. So my target is around 2000 calories per day. Okay. And, um,
1: given what I've been eating and stuff for the last several months, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> so. so, uh, uh nice. yeah. And I've noticed that, you, that you're making a serious attempt at growing a goatee. Like, I mean, like full on i mean i've got a little i yeah i did trim it a little bit uh
0: earlier this week just to sort of keep it in line because you know hair grows at different rates in different parts of the body Mm -hmm. um and my chin is no exception the spartum (laughs) uh, part on my right tends to spurt out a little faster than on the other so i have Mm -hmm. like kept it in line but i'm not overall like shaving that i have shaved the rest of my face a little Mm -hmm. bit but um yeah i figured what the hell try something new
1: yeah i don't know why every, about every november i decide i'm gonna grow a goatee for it lasts about the christmas season and then i'm gone mm-hmm. i was like i can't yep. take it anymore i don't think it's got to do with the dryness uh once my skin gets dry in the cold or drier months of january i'm like ah that itches. just it's gone <laughs> <laughs> yep
0: i know the feeling uh so yeah so that's that. Um how about you? We haven't talked about your uh exercise routine and stuff recently. How how's that going?
1: Uh I'm actually doing I'm doing pretty well right now. I'm doing a I'm consistently going 3 days a week to CrossFit. Uh and of course that's cross training, so it's always a mixture of different things. Uh and I have uh and I still do yoga in between the days that I'm not there. And that, you know, that still makes a big difference. The only thing different is I am doing, uh, I used to only do yin yoga and now I'm mixing in some flows because my flexibility, it, it, it seems like I'm never, I mean, I'm never going to be done with flexibility, but I've made a lot of prog- progress and I've made it part yep. of my regular routine. So yep. I think I can benefit from some of the vinyasa flows for strengthening mm-hmm. some of the other odd movements. Yes. As well as continue to do the yin yoga as well to keep my Absolutely. flexibility up. So, yep. You, you just can't swing one way or another. You can't, like, I'm only going to do yin. No. It it has its place, but you know,
0: I mean, even like, if you listen to my teacher talking about Yin yoga and, you know, Taoist theory and stuff, it literally is half of the picture, Mm -hmm. you know? So for someone to say like, you know, like, Oh, all I ever do is Yin yoga. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) yeah, you you might want to, you might want to broaden your high. It's sort of like getting all of your news from Breitbart.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the hardest movement for me, uh, well, one, my knees hurt. I mean, my knees just mm-hmm. hurt. They don't, mm-hmm. they're not any worse. They just, they just hurt. But if I take a lunge, uh, it hurts all the way down. And okay. a flow helps with that. Yin yep. yoga doesn't help with that. Cause it kind of, it, it doesn't work on any of the strengthening and the connective, yep. like side to side movements The only way to do that is exercise in that lunge movement in some, some form, whether it's,
0: yeah, certain certain things are going to, you know, like, it's like people will say, you know, like, well, like, you know, you should eat carrots because they're good for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: But you might also benefit by eating something else from time to time. (laughs) Yeah, Green beans. I'll get you some iron uh, or there you go. (laughs) Absolutely. So. So,
0: Cool. Go. All right. What else? I mean, we've. It's been. We. It was a couple of weeks. We took a couple of weeks off. Um, mm-hmm. There was the whole Thanksgiving thing, and then there was. Uh, there was a little bit of a crisis thing that have been uh, impacting us. So yeah. uh, we then got we had, a lot of stuff to catch up on.
1: Then we had, yeah, the breach giving, uh, and <laughs> t- <laughs> today we're using your your cheapo tablet. We
0: are so. I wanted to know how that uh, looks from your perspective. Now, just a reminder: this is the Digiland uh, Android tablet that I picked up uh, on a pre Black Friday deal. Um, MSRP is normally like a hundred bucks, but I got it for like sixty bucks or something. So, mm-hmm. from my perspective, it's been worth every penny.
1: It's working great. Mm-hmm. How about how about yours as a Zoom client? As a Zoom client, the the quality seems, you know, slight the video quality seems slightly better than your normal.
0: I right. Now, of course, my normal, that's running on like an 8 or 10-year-old ASUS monitor with an ancient webcam. <laughs> although it is a 1.3. It's a 1.3 megapixel webcam on there. So <laughs> this might be slightly better than that.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's HD quality, although it may technically be HD, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it definitely looks looks a little bit better than the previous and you know, with your headset in the audio quality is pretty good. So I would say, I I was expecting if, if there was going to be anything, it'd be kind of glitchy and had zero glitch.
0: Yep. So I primarily got this for, you know, lightweight web surfing, reading email, reading eBooks and zoom. So Mm -hmm. I use this when I, when I teach yoga classes, now I sign on and I use my iPhone's camera for, for zoom. So my, you know, my students see me through that and I Mm -hmm. leave myself up there. And then on this one, I look at the students. So Mm -hmm. that way I've got a better view of what they're doing and I can give them feedback. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been trying to do that with my little Kindle fire HD seven. And this thing is so underpowered. It's terrible. You know, it can't, it's just, it's useless when it comes to that, Mm -hmm. but you know what? The Kindle fire uh, HD seven is actually pretty good for what, uh, reading Kindle, Kindle oh, books. Yeah. It's really good for reading Kindle books. Yeah. It's really good for reading Kindle books. Go figure. Imagine that. Um, imagine that. So, um, we'll get into why, uh, maybe we'll get into that today because we're so far behind, but, um, I had some digital credits left over recently cause I ordered some stuff and it's like no rush shipping, you know, whenever I get it, I get it. Yeah. And so I had a few, few dollars and so I used those to buy, Uh, The collected works of Jules Verne, uh, Charles Dickens, uh, H.G. Wells, and then by accident, another copy of Jules Verne. So I have two copies of Jules Verne, but they were all like one dollar. One of the Jules Verne books was a dollar. The other was forty nine cents. So
1: it's not even worth my time to, like, try to get that back. No, (laughs) there ought to be logic that says, are you sure you already own this book? Well, it wasn't the same book There's, oh, okay. now, a, as
0: these are all well into the public domain. These are just people have just packaged them up and, okay. you know, repackaged them. So I got like complete works of Jules Verne and collected works of Jules Verne or something okay. like that. So, um, yeah, so I have all the classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now I'm I don't know how far into I guess not that far uh, into uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm hmm. And I'm having the lady in the tube read it to me often. Mm-hmm. So there's three different ways I can do this. I can like look at it on screen. Um, and I have a variety. I can do that on a computer, on my iPhone, on this tablet, on my Kindle, or on one of my other Kindles. Mm-hmm. I can also tell the lady in the tube, read, blah, 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 and she'll start picking up. Mm-hmm. And you can also, because uh, I'm a you know, fan of audiobooks or faux audiobooks, so you can also have Siri read to you, too, using this, the text-to-speech features. Mm-hmm. Um, the, having uh, the, the Amazon voice read is so much better than Siri. It's <laughs> like night and day. The only thing I don't like is it can't adjust the pitch or the speed,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which I can with Siri. But it's uh, it's great, but it's funny because like every day, the first day that I start, you know, saying reading this, she's she's been telling me today, for instance, there are 12 days and, you know, 12 hours left in this book. It's a long book. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, man, this guy was prolific. He had he had had voluminous. He had time on his hands. So, so, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I got some of the classics and that's uh, holding me over. Um, I finish up my, uh, macroeconomics class, uh, this coming week. Oh, yeah. So I'm Cheers. hoping to, yeah. Thank you. I'm hoping to finish up my final, um, assignment on that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I got going on. Um, so my f- focus has definitely slipped a little bit. I'll get it. We'll get into that next though. Go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, uh, back before we leave Amazon. So I yes. have an Amazon prime kindle audible and then i, I have the kindle unlimited uh, yep. so so one thing that i have found that i have done in the past is i have purchased a a book in audible that yes. that i could have gotten for free in kindle unlimited and you know and it's yes. really you know i just mark it up as as shame on me but i think you know it'd be nice if the vendor who I'm paying all these, tied all of these services together, and they knew what, you know, what I was buying. But, you know, once again, first world problem, shame on me. I should have looked in Kindle Unlimited to see if I could have read it for free. So I went out to recently, you know, I get I get three credits to Audible every month. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to get one of these books. And I started searching Audible and I searched a book. I found a book I wanted and I clicked you know, check out and said, Oh, you have this for free, you know, read and listen for free. I was like, fantastic. They're finally joined together. So my Kindle, (laughs) you know, it knew that I had a Kindle unlimited. It knew Mm -hmm. that that was in Kindle unlimited and it didn't charge me for the audible. I didn't have to use one of my credits to buy that book to listen to that book.
0: My suspicion is what happened was they finally hit that critical mass where it was more advantageous for them to tell you than it was to deal with the hassle of all of the
1: returns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've had to return books that, well, sometimes I will, well, and they actually make the return process pretty easy. I was expecting it to Mm -hmm. be difficult. And Mm -hmm. as long as it, it looks like as long as you don't do it too often, it's an automatic you know, they just mm-hmm. like I I accidentally chose an audible book in German uh, mm-hmm. and I just I said return and it immediately said return accepted. There was no question. There was no, <laughs> you know, oh, well, they, in that
0: case, maybe I should try to return that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, how do you do that? Is that within the, the
0: website or or in the um, where, where where do you do your return?
1: I think that Never you ready. can do it in the Kindle device and okay. on the website. I would say the website will have the full functionality, especially if you have to type, if you do have to type why you're returning Reason. it, yeah. uh, that would yeah. be easier. But Got I said, it. I, I was like, Oh man, I wasted a credit. It's in German. I don't read German. <laughs> you know? Time to learn. You know, I was like, why did it even show up in my list? They don't, they know I don't read German. <laughs> Like they don't order know the
0: details. Well, let me just take a look here. I'm looking now at the one, uh, blah, blah, blah. Price 99 cents. Yeah. I don't see an order. I don't see a return option right here in my orders summary. So I might have to, um, yeah, I can view my item. I can look at order details. It doesn't say anything about a return.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so maybe yeah, I, I bet you maybe you'll I'll try it. it
0: on the Kindle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might but again, this is a dollar. So yeah,
1: it might not be worth fooling around with it. And it was a, a dollar that you, <laughs> was that you found. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. By being patient.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. so yeah, so Amazon um well, I guess still talking about Amazon. Um I've been, I did a lot of, uh, Black Friday purchasing Mm -hmm. and pre-Black Friday purchasing. And then two days ago, uh, post Black Friday purchasing. Okay. So how about you? Have you, did you, you know, (laughs) make any any purchases, anything?
1: No, I didn't. I, uh, I I didn't, I'm not a very good, uh, whatever father spouse. I hate shopping. I like buying. Got it. See, see, I didn't,
0: um, uh, I didn't buy any gifts or anything. I just bought stuff for myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I hate going out there and looking for things that I might like, or, you know, buying something that I'm going to wait for Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever to buy. I, that just, I, I can't get on with that. I mean, if it, if it so happened that there was something that I went to go buy and it was on sale, cheers, <laughs> but I hate shopping. Got it. All
0: right. <laughs> and I did find out apparently since I opened both of the, um, the, the Jules Verne's books at this point now, it's not eligible for a return.
2: Ah. But
0: my like <laughs> Charles Dickens one is,
1: mm-hmm. so, oh, well, whatever. Maybe that's why like I, said. I guess that's why, because I, I didn't even open up the German version. I was like, Oh. There
0: you go. I mean, if you haven't opened it, then it makes perfect sense that they would let you take the return. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, right, so we answered, answered that, that mystery.
1: Not, solved. Yeah. It's not like Office software and like, hey, I downloaded it, copied it, activated it. Now I want to return it.
0: Mm. Installed it, ran it for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's let's touch on real quick on some of the things that I did buy on
1: Black Friday. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, that I about. Some of your fines. I'll I'll live vicariously through your fines.
0: I bought the R Suxo A R S U X E O R winter warm up thermal soft shell cycling jacket, windproof, waterproof bicycle MTB mountain bike clothes, 15k green sized medium what is uh, that it's a jacket it's a jacket a, a, a biking jacket yeah okay <laughs> um i have also used it on a couple of occasions for running when it's been pretty chilly outside mm-hmm. but probably not going to continue to do that because it does overheat yeah um i don't know about you but like when i'm biking i tend to burn many fewer calories than when running so i'm going to mm-hmm. use this in the cooler cooler weathers when i cycle right um I bought a couple of pairs of pants for running. Um, One of them won't be here until January. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other one I returned because they were a little too tight. They didn't fit so well. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a smart lock for my front door.
1: Okay. One that Amazon can enter?
0: Uh, n- theoretically, they could, but I have not enabled that. <laughs> but I can, I can now say, Alexa, unlock the front door.
2: What's
1: your voice called the front door? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, w- I was wondering. Now, the, front how- the front door is unlocked. Nice. I was wondering how you deal with that because my guys walk into my office and say, a word, what's the weather today? And it, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. So there's a code, there's a code to unlock it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I also Better. can do so via my watch. Better lock and, it back. Uh, well, it's already set to do that after 30 seconds on its own. Oh, nice. So yes. So it will lock itself, which is handy. Um, I also purchased a keypad to go along with it Mm -hmm. so that I can assign a key code, for instance, to my cleaning lady. So I will do that as well soon. Um, Works with the iPhone, works with HomeKit, although I haven't been able to actually get it to HomeKit so that I could unlock it by Siri as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, and of course, you can do it by hand and it still supports the key. So it's pretty cool because it replaces only the internal portion of your deadbolt lock Uh and the rest of the mechanism remains unchanged. So didn't have to change any keys. The only thing I have to do is since I have three locks on the front of my door, Mm -hmm. I have to make sure not to lock two of them (laughs) and only lock one of them. Because if you lock Mm -hmm. any of the other two, it defeats the purpose of having a smart lock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I also have it set, I uh, have a, a recipe so that when the front door unlocks, it turns on the uh, entryway lights automatically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of handy.
1: So how long um, does the so battery last? Do you know?
0: I've been told it lasts about a year. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a couple of, uh, energizer, They ship with a couple of energizer cells. They're pretty small. I don't remember. It's one of those non-standard size. They're not C cells. They're not a cells. There's something else in the they're middle. Like,
1: yeah. They're like, uh, uh a half of two a or double a's something
0: like that they're like shorter and fatter than double a's or you know thereabouts
1: use those in our garage doors or garage door openers not that size exactly smoke detectors Mm.
0: yep so um so you know so so far that's not kind of wood that's going well um It did take a while to set up though. It was typical IOT initial setup thing. It was, Mm -hmm. there was a pain to it. Like the app wouldn't connect and then it would. And then there was a firmware update available and then couldn't connect to Wi-Fi, And then it did. And you know, a lot of back and forth. It just had to keep trying, trying and trying. And eventually, you know, it it went through. So Mm -hmm. yay. Uh, I also bought a 1.5 liter bicycle strap on saddle bag, bike seat, pack wedge pack under seat bag for cycling. All right. It'll keep some of the water off your backside too, right? A little bit, but not much. It's pretty low profile. (laughs) But the reason I got that was to house my V E E A P E mini bike pump with pressure gauge electric ball pumps with needles, 120 PSI portable wireless smart air pump tire inflatable rechargeable battery. Oh, nice. Yes. So what this is, uh, and the reason is that the seat, the little pack that I have, the under seat pack under my bike rack, um, that that pack was starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And it was only a matter of time when stuff would start falling out the back of it, which defeats the purpose (laughs) of having. So I had to get a new one anyway. And so I got a slightly larger one, which is large enough to accommodate this fancy battery powered bike pump. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what's cool about it is I have used this bike pump to inflate my bike tires, my car tire, uh, and my yoga ball and my Bosu in my mm-hmm. gym, in my home gym, nice. and it does them all. Mm-hmm. It also has a flashlight on it, so it's a you know pretty beefy lithium-ion battery, about um, probably you know well I guess it's like eight inches or so in height, and it's like a you know rectangular not a tube, but, a you know, rectangular shaped tube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, you know, a little bit loud and it's not super fast, but, uh, the other day just to try it, like I knew one of my tires was just a little bit, you know, a few PSI off from the others. Mm-hmm. So I just, in, you know, turned it on, inflated it, started, it, set the, uh, the desired pressure and hit start and then got in the car and just sat there while it was out there pumping the tire. that's cool so you know on a nice cold day if i have a flat or a semi-flat it's nice to have someone else doing the hard work without me having to be sitting there going (laughs) (laughs) you know pumping Mm -hmm. it up you know outside in the freezing cold so so far that that's pretty slick
1: yeah Uh, well i'm glad it didn't uh, uh have like too much i'm glad it's a higher you know, it supports the higher volume because what I, I was afraid might happen as you were describing it is I plugged it up to the car and then it was filling up and I heard this <laughs> as it blew back out my pump. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> and nothing happened. Yeah. So, no, it, it's got adjustable um, settings, so I should be able to use it on my um, road bike tire, which goes up to like 100 PSI, mm-hmm. and on the car tires, which are like in the, you know, mid 40s to 50s on my on my Tesla.
1: So, Have you ever used yeah. one of those uh, starter batteries? It, it's it's supposed to be an emergency battery that you hook up to your battery, like if your battery's dead, and it remember, will charge yeah. it kind of like I, an iPhone. I bought one of those things, and uh, it doesn't live up to the billing. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was able to – I've been able to get it to start a battery, but if you had a cold vehicle and a cold battery – at least the one that I got, you would be you would be out in the cold. Your car would yeah. not start.
0: <laughs> I don't. I've never had one of those. I've I've had a uh, I had a jump start once or twice, and AAA came mm-hmm. and you know used one of those. So mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it, but I haven't used it myself.
1: Now I mean because in this thing's like as small as a a, a iPhone, so it's it's really mm-hmm. small yeah. and I'm thinking how can it have enough juice to start this truck? Well, a buddy of mine, he has one of those ones that's a little bit bigger you know it's it's like a handle held size size and it's got an air pump built into yes. it and in yep. a light and you know the battery I would say is probably four inches tall by you know maybe seven inches. And I have used that and it started my truck, but I have not used one of those little starter iPhone batteries Mm just to to have enough just cold cranking amps to start my truck. So (laughs) that that probably would not work on my car. (laughs) Yeah, I need to charge up my car long enough to get to the next station. Ah. Yeah, probably not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Yeah. So moving on, but, uh, but wait, there's more. (laughs) I also in a fit of frustration with my wireless and my Sonos Mm -hmm. setup, um, because I use airplay from my phone to my Sonos, which also has the lady in the tube functionality. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always been a little bit buggy, their implementation of the lady in the tube and, uh, smart, you know, integration and airplay, it's never been as good as the native Amazon stuff, mm-hmm. right? And and it's not as good as the native Apple AirPlay stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is disappointing because, as far as like sound quality goes, it's amazing, except when there's wireless interference, which is also frustrating as all get out. Mm-hmm. So, I once again, a couple of weeks ago, revisited all of my Wi Fi channels. You know, tried to get as much as I could off the 2.4 gigahertz network onto the 5 gigahertz network, moved everything around. So my Sonos is over here. My other 2.4 Wi-Fi is over here. And Zigbee and Bluetooth are over here. So it was, you know, to try to get them off and not step on each other. And I was still having problems. And then two nights ago, I was in the middle of um, dialing into a call and everything's cutting out and I'm like losing I can't, I don't know what's going on. And I started persistent paying out to the internet and I'm like losing, you know, like it's consistent works, 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 request, timed out, timeout, 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 response, 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 timeout, 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 time out. response, response, timeout, timeout. And I've seen this before on a number of occasions mm-hmm. and it generally has come from my firewall. And I'm running the newer version of the Sophos firewalls, which I still have never liked. Mm-hmm. I'm still a fan of the older UTM line, which is rock solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but this time it wasn't a wireless issue. It was the unit itself. Cause even my hardwired ethernet connected, you may remember like I ran an ethernet cable through four floors of my house yeah. to get around this problem while mm-hmm. still having the problem. So I said, okay, I don't manage any of these. I don't need to use the latest version. There's no incentive for me to do so anymore. Um, So I'll probably ratchet it back down to UTM. But Mm -hmm. while I'm at it, you know what? I'm going to check. And this was two days ago. Sure enough, there is still a Black Friday deal on the Eero wireless. (laughs) And I've heard nothing but good things about these things. So Mm -hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I understand they're not as flexible, not as powerful as the ubiquity stuff, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they'll do everything I needed to do mm-hmm. or, you know, which actually they'll, they'll do quite a lot from, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So um, those should be arriving today. And then I'll have a project over the weekend of, you know, like rebuilding my wireless zones and Wi-Fi access points and probably a good time to, you know, audit everything and see if there's, cruft that I don't need anymore and Mm -hmm. move along after which I will likely either wipe my firewall at some point and go back to the old Sophos UTM, which I know and love, (laughs) but I'm also tempted. I have an old Intel nook, a, uh, a Datto Alto Two. those, you know, little Alto two guys. It's got a gig hard drive, like four or eight gigs of Ram. I think eight gigs of Ram. And two Ethernet interfaces. Yeah. So I might slap just to rule a hardware problem out of the uh, the issue. I may either throw Sophos UTM on that, or I may experiment, go old school, and uh, throw in the uh, pfSense firewall
2: mm-hmm. on that
0: and start running that. Um. So the and the reason is like I rebooted the Sophos firewall twice on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. figuring maybe it's overloaded, right? Hit it with a reboot and it came back. Same problem. Hit it with a reboot by software again. No change. Went downstairs, power cycled it manually, and then everything worked fine after that. Yeah. Yeah, What does that tell you? (laughs) You know, I'm like, hardware problem? Something got shimmied or jostled a little bit, you know, because I don't know. I, I I don't know.
1: I've seen I've seen systems do it and I've even told people that they were crazy that you reboot a system, doing a reboot, like you said, reboot, everything gets rebooted, but it's not the same as a shutdown. And I yep. I it there's still it's stuff true. that stays in memory. There's yeah, stuff that
0: lingers in memory even after a restart, you mm-hmm. know. So that tells me it's probably a memory error. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be a hard drive error or something got realigned after the power was shut to it. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an SSD. So I'm mm-hmm. leaning probably toward more towards memory problems. Mm-hmm. Do I want to take the time to trouble? And if I'm going to reinstall a new operating <laughs> system on it anyway, why don't I just put it on different hardware that I have, right?
1: Yeah. So... I bought a Datto unit, like what you described. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't Intel. It wasn't a Nook. It was a. It was another brand that they rebranded. Yep. Uh, but yep. just just like the the same small form factor, and yep. I rebuilt it with uh, Windows 10 on it, and yep. put, put it in a client's office and used it as a backup server. And it had a catastrophic failure. Great. When somebody poured their coffee through it, so. Oh, Beach. you didn't explain that this wasn't a coffee filter. This was not a coffee filter. No, I, so shame on me. So keep that in mind. If you rebuild yours, don't don't try to pour coffee through it because it doesn't. Got it. it. It won't take it. It'll. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it doesn't say that anywhere on the label that you shouldn't do that. So I'm giving you the heads up. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> I bought a West biking night running lights, USB rechargeable chest like with 90 degree adjustable beam angle, 50, 500 lumens, waterproof, ultra bright safety warning lamp with reflective straps for runner jogger camping.
1: Sounds like you look like Iron Man.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's it's like the Iron Man unit beam right in my (laughs) chest, which is exactly what I wanted because whether I'm riding my bike or I'm running, I can't stand having lights on my head Mm -hmm. because they bounce around constantly. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I've tried it, I've used it one time and it works well. It, um, you know, I had it on, it was, I just needed to, to be seen, not to see, So I had it on the lowest setting, but I'm going out again tonight with friends, probably around six o'clock. It'll definitely be dark at that point. We're going to go out in the trails. So, um, yeah, I got that. It was 20 bucks. It's back up to $23 now. So I saved a few dollars there. Um, it fits well. They say it's good for like 500 charge and recharge cycles, you know? So, you know, we'll see, but I mean, for that price, it's not, Mm -hmm. not terrible. So um yeah, and it was pretty comfortable. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to using that. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I told you, I said I um I bought the Eros and they're they're still on sale now. Uh I got the uh, Wi-Fi six versions, so the latest and greatest Wi-Fi, which should serve me well for years to come.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I bought two because they said the three pack is good for like five thousand square feet. <laughs> My condo's not that big. Yeah. So, this one's supposed to be for like 3000 square feet and my condo's under 2, so I should mm-hmm. be fine. But the latest that I just picked up, um and this was not a Black Friday deal, um I bought the Comply premium earphone tips compatible with Apple AirPods Pro. Okay. So, I replaced the um so I replaced the the stock Apple rubber uh tips for the AirPods Pro with mm-hmm. these memory foam ones mm-hmm. and of course i'm not wearing them right now because my airpods i've not paired with my el cheapo android tablet is <laughs> my jabra um but they definitely stay in my ear better
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh after time like i had them on for a call this morning for like an hour or so didn't have to adjust them so I might, you know, I think this, this, I'm, I'm hoping this is the way to go, and mm-hmm. maybe I'll even be able to take the AirPods out for a run sometime. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to bother pushing my luck because the job. I have two sets of the Jabra's just for that now, so I don't need it. <laughs> um yeah.
1: it's, Well, it's actually they're very funny. they're a little bit more sweat proof though, aren't they, than the iPods too? Exactly.
0: So mm-hmm. like I said, I might not want to, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just nicer just to have these like for yoga class, I could definitely use the the AirPods mm-hmm. and they are a little more comfortable. So especially if they stay in, they're not cheap, the uh, set of three, and I got them all the same size. Cause I know I always use large. Um, so the, uh, there's 25 bucks for a set of three, oh. but compared to others, like I paid, you know, like 12 bucks for a set of three, but they were all different sizes Mm -hmm. So essentially I paid 12 bucks for one versus 25 bucks for three. You know, am I going to use all three? I don't know, but Mm -hmm. but, you know, at least now I've got spares, so I don't feel so bad about dropping one down the, uh, the, the, uh, the heat vent like I did a couple of months ago. Whoops. (laughs) And that's pretty much it. I ordered one other thing, but it's not, it hasn't actually shipped yet and maybe the order is lost and they don't know where it is. So I won't bother talking about that. (laughs) <laughs> so that was my uh, trip through Black Friday. I hope you enjoyed it vicariously.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. We, uh, I, I didn't quite get in trouble, but I, I was, I was flirting with the edge of it. We went Christmas tree shopping uh, week before last, so, so right at Thanksgiving weekend, and and we went there, and we're looking at these. We, we were looking for a possible Christmas tree that's in a pot so that we could use it as a Christmas tree and then turn around and, and plant it, you know, rather than just cutting it, throwing it away. Well, Mm -hmm. we got there and they weren't the type of tree that I would want. They weren't a spruce or whatever. They were these, they were a type of cedar. The leaves are not, I mean, they're not needles. They're that kind of cedar leaf that, you know, I don't know how to best describe it, but it almost looks like an underwater plant more so than a, Mm -hmm than a, than a tree. And it was in a great big pot and the pot was probably two feet tall, you know, and it big around. I was like, and I, you know, like, well, this isn't the tree that we're looking for. <laughs> it's
0: so, not the tree you're looking for. It can move
1: yeah. about its holidays. Yeah. It can move so about long. its holidays. <laughs> and so we're, we're looking at them and, and I, I say, why are we even looking at these trees? We're not going to buy them. And Elizabeth said, it's called shopping. i like, Oh, okay. I'll just uh, I'll just go over here and enjoy looking at these trees. It's <laughs> called yeah. wasting time. <laughs> I, said, I don't like shopping. I like buying. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, we, we uh, yep. ended up getting a tree. We got a real tree this year.
0: Yep. I definitely don't generally care for shopping as much as, you know, yes, buying. I want something. <laughs> i would just, boom. Got, like online shopping is the best. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's great.
1: So. Mm-hmm. So all right. Well we uh do you want to talk about any cybersecurity we've kind of we've Well that was supposed to be the mainstay of this discussion today. <laughs> I think we're gonna uh, have, I have to
0: actually have, a... have to check. I have an appointment coming up and I don't remember if it's at two o'clock or three o'clock. Yeah. I so think well, I went a little long. Uh yeah. no, apparently I'm not until three o'clock, apparently. So I've got time if you got time. I've got,
1: yeah, I've got time. So let's do it. All right. So you had, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you want to skin it. Um, you know, we, you and I have done multiple uh, podcasts and webinars on teaching cybersecurity and how, you know, teaching how to avoid getting hacked and how to, you um, it, you know find these things see these things what kind of things you should have in place but people continue to be hacked so it seems like it needs to be iterated once again <laughs> yep yep <laughs> well and, yes, you, know, it and does. you know the the bottom line really uh, of course these are these are people stealing from people i mean but you know, the majority of the time, the problem is people. It's not the computers. It's it's very rarely the computer's fault. It's very rare that a hacker beats the computer. They don't beat the computer. They beat yes. the people who manage the computer, or they beat the yep. people who are using the computer.
0: Or they, maybe <laughs> they beat, sometimes they do beat the developers if there's a bug or a flaw that's found,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: before a patch is released. Yeah, But I would say easily nine times out of ten, the people, the, the hackers are beating the managers of the computer who failed to keep the computer up to date or failed to properly secure it in the first place.
1: Yeah. Like if I wanted to, if I wanted to go head to head with somebody, I would go head to head with an office manager or an office employee rather than Sophos. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> yes
0: yes um th- there was um i will yes we will put in um i will link into this one of my favorite episode oh, fa- episode favorite um xkcd comics on security mm-hmm. um it is uh, it's entitled security right and i don't know if you're familiar with xkcd it's always little stick figures about life on the internet Uh, but it's great I mean you can just waste hours just scrolling through them Uh, but it says uh, a crypto nerd's imagination one little stick figure talking to another and uh, one of them's holding a laptop and he says his laptop's encrypted let's build a million dollar cluster to crack it the other one responds no good it's 4096 bit RSA and then the other one says blast our evil plan is foiled and then the next panel what would actually happen his laptop's encrypted drug him and hit him with this $5 wrench until he tells us the password. And the other one says, got it. <laughs>
1: got it. <laughs> or so, you just flip the laptop up and there's the post-it note on the bottom with the password.
0: <laughs> last night I was watching, um rewatching Silicon Valley mm-hmm. uh, with a, uh, uh, with, uh, yeah, with a, uh, with a lady and, uh, she also works in technology. So she's uh, kind of interested in this kind of stuff and she gets all the jokes. And so in season two, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the main characters meet with a, one of their competitors mm-hmm. who, and the competitor has stolen the main character's technology,
2: mm-hmm.
0: more likely the main character actually more accurately was stupid enough to tell them everything about it without signing in an EA or whatever. yeah. Um, but, uh, while they're there, one of his employees noticed that the CEO had his username and password stuck to a, a laptop on a post-it note. Brilliant. And so the whole thing is like how he, uh, how they use that social engineering to, you know, to get into <laughs> the system and stuff. So it's pretty hilarious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll, maybe yeah, we'll break what, this what down does that in mean? parts. So yeah, what
0: does that mean for our people? What does that mean? What do we tell our, our customers or our clients or our listeners?
1: Mm-hmm. So in order to keep our people safe, we'll, we'll hit a couple of how they're getting in. Let's talk about how people are getting in. You described okay. a very good one, social engineering. That one's, that one's a little bit harder to do. It's, it's hard to actually physically get into the CEO's office.
0: Yeah. And, and as they said, in Silicon Valley, that barely even counts as social engineering. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was just like the data was just left out there. You were counting on, oh, a bad guy will never come into my room. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you're counting on physical security. But if you ever have anyone else in your office, you don't have physical security.
1: hmm. Right. Yeah. So there are some times when the user is not actually at fault. And, and that would be if somebody steals their credentials from the dark web. A vendor is, has that credentials. We'll just use LinkedIn because LinkedIn's notorious. Everybody knows LinkedIn's been compromised at least once before. Yep. LinkedIn has your password. Somebody breaks into their website, steals everybody's passwords. Now they have your LinkedIn password no fault Mm -hmm. of yours. It could be the most, it could be a hundred characters long. It's not your fault that that Mm -hmm. happened. So really a shame on LinkedIn. Yep. But when does it become shame on them? When
0: you use that same password anywhere else. (laughs) And when I say anywhere else, I mean, anywhere else. Now I know this was, but what about um,
1: unimportant websites?
0: What part of anywhere oh, else did you, you, you did not see,
1: understand? You said anywhere, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I hear this a lot because people used to um, used to uh, say like, "Well, I use the same password on password on sites I don't care about."
1: Yeah, I don't care about
0: them. Uh huh. Eventually, you probably will care about them. Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And it also is reinforcing bad behavior, a bad Mm -hmm. habit of reusing passwords. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's very possible like you know like oh well i don't care about this website well you may not today but maybe you will tomorrow
2: Mm
0: -hmm. or you know maybe that password that that website will get acquired and two companies will merge and that password will then suddenly be owned by a more important service that you do use and you can use the same one or like and and then you know another example would be like well i don't i don't care about my facebook password Mm-hmm. But then Facebook rolls out this feature down the road saying log in with Facebook and you choose that feature to access a service that you do care about. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly you are using a password you don't care about across multiple features for something you do care about. Right? It's mm-hmm. just not a good idea. It Just don't do it. Use a password manager. And I can't believe, you know, I hear all the excuses why people don't want to use a password manager. And most of them are complete malarkey. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, you you would hear like some people will, will, you know, some security experts or paranoid folks will make a valid argument for not wanting to give all of their credentials, you know, trusting some other cloud provider to store it. Yeah. We can have that debate. But Mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, I don't like it or i'm I, I prefer to mem- to remember them or um, uh, oh i'm 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 using this to make my memory better <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah there yeah. are other things there are other things you can do to exercise your memory that can give you more joy and also work better you know <laughs> so it's just like use a pastor manager they're free uh-huh. I use LastPass. I've been using the free version of LastPass now for, I think, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's great. It meets all my needs. I don't have to spend a dime.
1: Mm-hmm. And when I do pay for the extra features, they're great. And, and another one of the features of LastPass is that you can search, you know, of all your passwords, how many of them are the same? How many have you reused? And yep. I'll be I'll be honest, I, I have been guilty of exactly what you described of... I don't care. I'm going to this website. I don't care about this website. I don't even, care. you know, I don't even want to log in on this website. So right. I'll use my same temporary password that I use everywhere else. So if I ever do need to get in there, I'll use yep. it. Yep. But then I used it somewhere else that yep. should have been a secure password, and yep. now my danger footprint, you know, my exposure is everywhere. <laughs>
0: And I have personally been involved with a number of uh, breaches that were caused by reused passwords. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had an employee whose employment was terminated because of, among other things, sloppy password reuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it was not the only straw, but it was one of the final straws. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just like, no, dude, you don't, use the the brand of cigarette you smoke as your password (laughs) and he had done this on a number of things you know so it's Mm -hmm. just and we uh, we once had a breach where um a doctor reported like oh i never used this password ever you know anywhere else the password was skiing yeah Yeah. i assure you he used skiing somewhere else
1: (laughs) yeah (sighs) Yeah. so yeah i've had an employee do a similar thing like that where we You know, we created some default password for just like getting into Windows and then turned around later and looking in our documentation, found he had used that same password as the local administrator password. Like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) That's not a secure password. That's just something that's better than nothing when you haven't built the operating system yet.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. So, so yeah, so third party breaches are Mm -hmm. a very popular way to, you know, have your stuff uh, hacked. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what can you do with it? Well, you can protect yourself by number one, not giving third parties any data that you don't want them to have, that you Mm -hmm. don't need them to have. Mm -hmm. And number two, isolating yourself. So by not using the same password everywhere, Um, I take it a step further with most of my services. Now, I also don't use the same email everywhere.
2: Mm -hmm. So
0: I'm making up random emails as I go on my own mail server. And every time I set up for a new account, I make a new email. Um, Apple now gives you this ability Mm -hmm. as of their latest iOS, you can use um, you can not reveal your email address Mm -hmm. to vendors Uh So if you support authentication with Apple, you can do that. Um, I just, I tried that once though, but then I tried to log into a site. Like I did it with zoom, but then I tried to log in on my web browser on my PC and Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell it that I was, you know, with Apple at the time. I don't know if they fixed that or not. Um, So if I did, if they do, then I suppose I could use that. So for me, it's a little extra work, but I run my own services and manage stuff like that. So it's not that much extra work.
1: So let me ask you a question then. So let's say I I recently bought a 3d printer and on the 3d printer, I, in order, I wanted to sign up with polar cloud because they have lots of, you know, things out there that I could download and print to the printer as well as manage the printer from there. And they wanted they had no method for using their own username and password they used Google okay so I did not want to use my sublime email address as mm-hmm. my authenticator to log in because mm-hmm. my concern was now I would give a I would be giving one of my most important username and passwords access to my Google account
0: well you shouldn't Necessarily need to. It depends. Now I've seen companies use like Google for authentication.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the the way to the proper way to do it is using OAuth, where mm-hmm. they just go back to Google and say, "Hey, authorize this person." But I've seen places just verify your email address and then still make you set up a new password using that email address. Okay. I forget which which I, I don't remember. It wasn't my Fitness Pal, uh, but it was another fitness related site. Mm-hmm. And it drove me. Uh, I was mad. <laughs> as a, like, I went through <laughs> this hassle. Uh, I was like, okay, yes. I gave them my Gmail address because I thought I was going to be authenticating with that. And like, mm-hmm. in the end, they're like, oh, okay. Thanks for authenticating with Google. Now set up your account using your Google email address. I was like, <clears throat> son of a B.
1: So um, is, it, is it safe to do something like that? I mean, how, how would you know that they don't, they don't get your password? At,
0: Okay. So if you're actually using Google for authentication, when you go to log in for real, you are looking at a Google page. Now you have to look carefully Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're actually at a Google URL because it's Mm -hmm. very easy to spoof that and Mm -hmm. make you go to, you know, Mm goggle.com and make it look like you're at a Google page. So, um, but when done right, it is safe, but it's easy for the uninitiated to click something they don't understand and they're Mm -hmm. just the next thing you know, there's yeah, sure. Just type in my, here's my username and password. Yeah. Um, So relatively, is it safe when done right? If you know what you're doing? Yes, it's safe. Mm -hmm. A lot of developers don't do it right. And most users don't know what they're doing.
1: So I was paranoid and I just went and created a whole new Gmail account just for that, just for that. And I'm like, you know what, if I need to use, If I need to use this Gmail account for Google authentications, I will do that because it has, I don't use it for email. The only thing I'm using it is to be able to log into my 3D printer. There you
0: go. (laughs) That's it.
1: So, well, yeah, I, I, I think it probably is safe if it's done properly. My concern is I've known a lot of software developers and they're more focused on making the software work right then they are securing it (laughs) operations trumps security
0: in almost every environment. You know, that's just the way it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you, they're like, well, what if we have a breach? Well, if we have, okay. So if we have a breach, that'll be bad. But if we're not running at all, isn't that the same as if not worse than having a breach. Right. So, (laughs) you know, Uh it's it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. It really Mm -hmm. is.
1: Yeah. So how else are people getting in? Well, you know, the the good, you know, the good old trick is kind of a combination of spam, email phishing, and getting email some, which, what you described of getting somebody to click on something that looks like your Google login, or your Facebook yep. login, or your yep. Instagram, inst, it's not Insta. yeah. Yeah, Instagram, Instacart, Insta Pone, Snapchat, or whatever you know. And it seems like local news websites are the worst because they sell advertisements <laughs> on their on their feed, and people will buy that, and then they'll turn around and either get hacked or actually buy space on there. And you click on a, yep. you get there in a link, and then all of a sudden it pops up. You get flashing red. You've been hacked or you've been kicked out, enter your Microsoft password so that we can fix this for you. And then you enter in your Microsoft password and they say, oh, good. We're all good now. Thank you. Well, heck, we could give you a call and check on your computer, see if it's working well. (laughs) And for a mere $440 a year, we'll fix it for you. Yeah, we'll be happy to do it. But if you don't want to, it's okay. So, but yeah, getting, getting somebody tricking somebody into entering their credentials uh huh. you know Fishing. And, and we i mean that I had a client by far by far the most popular method these days and i had a client that emailed and said i clicked he he, he forwarded the email that he got which i always uh, i i so appreciate that you got a bad email and so you disseminate it to my entire team Everyone should have a copy of it. Everyone should have a copy of it. He says, I clicked this link, but I immediately closed it. So I should be okay. I'm like, well, have you ever Mm. shot, you ever shot a pistol and wish you hadn't pulled the trigger and you want to stop that (laughs) bullet and put it back in. Yeah. That's, that's about how easy it is to stop what you just started. (laughs) Fortunately in this case, it was a it was a website trying to trick him into entering credentials and he never entered his credentials so he didn't get anywhere but it could have easily been you click it the trigger is pulled the bullet is shot your your computer is responding yes. to whatever that thing asked for
0: it's like my dad Telling me last week when I was chiding him for going to the stores continually, despite him being old and diabetic and asthmatic, he mm-hmm. says, is- "Well, I don't stay there very long." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know how long COVID needs to kill you? Yeah, it needs <laughs> yeah. that much to infect you. That uh-huh. much time.
1: <laughs> so, unless you're staying there less than that, <laughs> you're staying there too long. <laughs> yeah. Did you wear uh, your hazmat suit where there were nothing? I mean, because that that'd be all right. Yeah. If you put on your hat, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Absolutely. So email. Respirator. Email (laughs) phishing. So what's the difference in phishing and then just a spam, plain old spam?
0: Spam is, the way I explain it to people who don't know the difference is um, spam is that Walmart or uh, Target flyer that you get in the mail that you didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. And phishing is a letter laced with anthrax. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do you know the difference now? Got it. You know, or I
1: hope Phishing I don't Fishing
0: is trying to hurt you. It's mm-hmm. trying to get you to do something that is not in your best interest. Mm-hmm. Spam's trying to get you to buy something. Yeah, yeah. you know that's it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. and and then so what about spear fishing? What's that?
0: Spear fishing is really it's just fishing, but it's targeted, mm-hmm. right? So. Phishing is just, you know, you can send the same form letter. It's just like same old marketing, you know, whatever. You change change the two field and you send the same template. Spear mm-hmm. phishing is I'm not just targeting people in Nashville. I'm targeting business owners of this specific. Oh, you know what? No, I'm targeting this specific business owner of this specific managed services provider in Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. Right? So spear phishing is very focused, very targeted, where the attacker has done some reconnaissance and knows who they're going after. Mm-hmm. So whereas phishing goes after people with email, spear phishing goes after Adam Bell. Mm-hmm. And, and that's
1: the difference. And these guys are pretty sophisticated. Well, I yep. say they're sophisticated. They're relatively speaking. Relatively, you know, they, they have some skills, you know, yeah. and they have patience.
0: That the, the biggest thing is they have some time, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the skills aren't the biggest determining factor as the time is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, all I need to do is go to the Secretary of State website and I can find out, you know, who owns your business.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: probably pretty easy to find an email for you to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. right? And now I can pose as a bad guy or I could maybe find one of your clients and pose as you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're sublimecomp.com? Well, what if I registered sublimecomputers.com hmm and I start sending emails to your client as Adam at sublimecomputers.com. computers.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you
1: think you have any clients who would respond? I think I have some that might respond.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> well, so, it, yeah. And, and it really is a long, you know, spear phishing is a long game because I've seen it recently. With a, with a client that, that they, were, um, they were intercepting emails of one of the high level people in the company and they didn't actually do anything to that person's account. All they did was read their emails. They didn't send any spam. They didn't send any phishing. All they did was read their emails until they had enough information about the company and then they started sending in emails to the financial people saying between, you know, their client or their customer and their accounts receivable person. They started, you know, being a man in the middle there and sent an email. And so here's the thing. They, they were really tricky in that they sent the email outside. So they didn't even use anybody else's email inside to do it. Yep. They they. Yep. Sp- and send an email in the middle, and then once the conversation started bouncing back and forth, they were just part of the conversation now with their illegitimate mm-hmm. email.
0: <laughs> yep, and it's amazing. You just and you'll see that a lot of, of what we're seeing now is um, a- attackers will start an initial email, and it often will come from like an AOL account, mm-hmm. which is the compromised one, and then they'll switch to a Gmail account. Mm-hmm. Right. And because that way you can carry on the conversation without letting the original person know that you have access to their account mm-hmm. and without them being on the thread. Mm-hmm. And we see that all the time with gift card scams, all mm-hmm. kind of, you know, people are falling left and right to those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, education is the best thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Education and stopping just, you know, don't click, don't click links in email. Like, oh, but what if I want it? Well, are you sure it's what you asked for? Are you sure it's what you want? Are you sure it came from the actual intended person, not just their account? Mm -hmm. Right? Because accounts get compromised, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you got to factor all these things in. You can't just assume that, you know, like we used to say, like, don't click on a link unless it's from somebody you trust, but you don't know it's someone you trust. It's the email address associated with someone you trust, but you don't know that they were the ones actually sending it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you, you know, even, even when you send me a link to something, I look at the URL. I don't just click it. even. Yeah. <laughs> like there the odds go. of the odds of you being compromised are very, very low, but I still look every time. <laughs> it's safer that way, uh-huh. you know. Yeah,
0: and and mobile devices, mobile operating systems are not helping because they're doing all they can to like obscure all the specifics.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so you don't see the URL. And I mean let's be honest, most people don't even look at the URL. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> well, yeah. if you are interested in taking security into your own hands, you can't even do that. Now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it, it's a lot harder. If someone, if I send you a link on your iPhone and you want to get it, it's harder for you to get that link and dissect it and, you know, uh, get it into a form where
1: you can take it apart and verify it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh, boy. do we want to talk how we can help or do you want to talk about save it for next time? I was going to say
0: why don't we now that we've scared the living, you know, bug Jesus out of folks, let's tell them how to fix it next week. Yeah. <laughs> you got a <laughs> two-parter. Back in. <laughs> we haven't had a two-parter in a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, I will go so far as to say that um, my Digiland uh, tablet that we've uh, linked to, I will call that my nifty for this week. It it's is nifty. nifty. It has made the grade and uh, I'm I like it. I have no intention of returning it. I'm going to keep it. It's Very nifty. good. Nifty. All right.
1: So I brought us in. Why don't you take us out? (laughs) Okay. Then I will do that. Uh, Dear listener, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic or you have some uh, questions about our uh, cybersecurity discussion today and you would like to uh, contradict, confirm, or add to the discussion, then uh, drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a contact us form. Every once in a while we get spam from there but we'd like to get real email from you. <laughs> you can find out more from us at our websites at paradigm p- paradigmcc.com and yogawithpeter.com or you can find me at sublimecomp.com. And I think it's time to hit the big red, big button. red button to contact either
0: us or our guests